welcome to the Elijah Fire podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Elijah Fire episode number 40. We did it. Remember I said a couple weeks ago, I'm looking forward to 40 just because it's 40. Um, and I like, I, like, uh, I like round numbers. So um, uh, my guest today, uh, we're going to be talking about something really, really good. It's about trauma. And a lot of people have trauma in their lives that God wants to set them free from. And so be expectant because Jesus takes your trauma and turns it into triumph. So can I get an amen? That's, that's good news. So um, my guest today is the founder of Arise Kingdom Ministries. She's also the co-founder of Speak Life, my dear friend, Krista Elisha. Hello. Hey. 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 hey, hey. So, so how's last time you were on, I think you were on Elijah streams and we also had your husband on um, and you talked a little bit about Speak Life. How's that been going? Oh my gosh. It's been amazing. So uh, we actually had the first four ladies in to share their stories just last weekend. And it mm. was so powerful. Like wow. the glory of God was just all over from the time we picked them up at the airport to getting them to the revival rooms and we got all their professional makeup done. We got mm. professional photos taken oh. and then we did their recording and uh, got them gifts and loved on them. And um, <clears throat> I mean, like we're just getting our hair and makeup done and the glory drops in the room that we're in, like, mm -hmm. and the hairstylists start prophesying and, you know, it was amazing. amazing. It was so amazing. And um, the ladies that came, they felt like they just said, thank you so much for doing this. I feel unlocked. I feel free. Wow. And that was the my favorite testimony uh, that one of the ladies shared was that she's like, I, I have nothing to hide anymore. Amazing. I, I am completely free and I feel like I could shout from mm. the mountaintops, like what Jesus has done for me. Oh, wow. And, uh, two, two of them have already been back home and they've already sent me messages saying that they have received um, like immediately they've received invites to come and share their testimony in front of oh, wow. churches. That's amazing. And that is so amazing that's because huge. one of the, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest issues with uh, the abortion uh, thing is that people who are post-abortive will not come forward to tell their testimonies to their church leadership because of shame. Mm -hmm. So the fact that these ladies are, being invited to speak in front of churches, that whole congregation is going to be set free from shame mm -hmm. if they are a post-abortive parent. So that's amazing. And literally, um, so I released that word on Elijah streams that day about snow falling on the house where Roe v. Wade was passed mm -hmm. and that that would be a sign that the people were responding to the word of God. And not only did I get a message that during the broadcast, it was a mix of snow and rain on in, in Dallas, Texas, where that happened. Mm -hmm. But then on 222, um, it or 2222. So on the 2nd of February, it snowed again, like a big deal in Dallas. Mm. 
And then while we were getting the girls ready, it was snowing in Dallas and in Oxford. Come on. Yeah. And yeah, I remember you texted me and you were like, the Lord confirms his word. Yes. I yeah. was like, cause that was a big one. That was a, you know, yeah. I know you, you hang out with lots of like big name national prophets and stuff, but mm -hmm. I still get really excited when the Lord speaks to me and he confirms his word. Yeah. Um, I won't ever stop being that way. Like, yeah, no, well, I know you. that he's going to yeah. do it, but it's still so excited to, yeah. exciting to see him do it. So it really is, but very powerful. And, um, we had, we actually raised almost our whole goal in a week, which was, um, a hundred thousand dollars to pay for the travel expenses and the gifts to, to, and everything that we needed for this project. Mm -hmm. Um, cause one flight, was like a thousand dollars just this last weekend is crazy. Um, but, um, we raised 88, we've raised 88,000 of the $100,000 goal that we had, mm -hmm. which is incredible. Um, and I'm convinced we would have completely surpassed the goal if it wasn't for Gibson go, um, being attacked <laughs> and being shut down because of the trucker convoy yeah. to, to go truckers. Yeah. I'm really excited <laughs> for them. I love the free, I love the freedom convoy. My dad yeah. was actually a truck driver. So, um, right. I'm, I think that that's amazing. And, yeah. uh, I hope it's coming here to the United States. I it feel is. like it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So, so come yeah. on. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, well, that's great. I mean, I think I, like I remember watching that. So obviously, you still haven't. Um, I was watching the give, send, go thing. Can people still give to that right now? Oh yeah, is... absolutely. Okay. So it's give, send, go, um, speak life. It's you can go to the missions tab, or you can go to my website. Um, and you, I'm, we're still looking for women to that are willing and men men too. We really want men who are post abortive to come and share their story. If, mm -hmm. um if they have a story that they would like to tell, because, you know, like my husband, David said, it's, it takes two to tango. Mm -hmm. And, um, if there's one in four post-abortive women in the church, that means that there's one in four post-abortive men and they have a story too. And I think that it's just, it's suppressed grief a lot of times for men. Um, but they can come forward and they can get free too. Um, mm -hmm. and, they're responsible for giving their child a voice. So mm. we want men to come too. So it's not uh, based on your gender and we'll have manly gifts and we won't, you know, get y'all done up in makeup or whatever. Um, yeah. We'll give you a cologne make, and, make you know, quaffed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll get you some hot sauce yeah. or, yeah. you know, barbecue utensils or something it'll be manly my husband yeah. will be in charge of all of that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's great yeah yeah here's some meat yeah here's yes yeah, yeah. bacon here's some meat. you know yeah. sticks or something i don't know what yeah. is masculine. although i will say my mother-in-law is making some really really cute bracelets um, oh my gosh they're so cute yeah. shout I love out to them. susan yes yeah. susan oh my yeah. gosh i just love she's the yes. best they were so cute. They're the little heartbeat bracelets and everyone has just been absolutely enamored by them. Mm -hmm. So, um, just wonderful little gifts. And, uh, and then actually what we're talking on today was the first time I ever did a teaching on this topic, which is trauma. Uh, the Lord told me 
that that night we kept the ladies there for the revival room service that we had. The glory mm-hmm. totally dropped in the room. Uh, angels of breakthrough walked in. Wow. Um, an angel with keys walked in and um, the fire, literally I watched the thermostat on the wall. It went, we had it cause this happens a lot. We have manifestations of heat and the fire of God show up. So I watched the thermostat. We had it set at 64 degrees and um, this portal of fire opened up over the altar hmm. and the thermostat went from uh, 65, 64 degrees up to 75 degrees. Wow. And then it topped out at 78 degrees and we had to open the doors Um because it was so hot in there. And uh, I did this teaching that we're going to share today about trauma. Mm -hmm. And so many people had physical healings, um, had uh, went through deliverance that was not um, uncomfortable. It was just natural just got delivered like, from like stuff not uncomfortable what do you mean like meaning like manifest you know like demons manifesting sure. okay. um you know they might have yawned or uh burped or you know you could mm-hmm. toot that could be a, a manifestation of <laughs> the fluff, as some people say <laughs> yes. and yeah so that i mean it happens it you know it comes out and yeah Praise God. Yeah, and we'll have to talk about that on another time because there are some people that are like, whoa, this is all new to me. What are you talking about? And it's yeah. a great, it's a great, uh, I think it's it's very needed, especially with the state that our country's in and, and what God is doing. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be getting deliverance too. So Yeah, deliverance yeah. and healing. And then just, and then we had physical healings too that happened. Like, um, there was a guy, he had a ski accident um, and he had a damaged knee from this accident. And after we did the prayer to heal trauma and all the issues of the body from trauma, he literally walked out of the meeting and he said, oh my gosh, I can actually do squats again. That's His so knee great. was totally healed. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm still getting testimonies from people over the weekend that are like, I'm not experiencing this anymore or this situation came up and I didn't have an anxiety attack and it's very strange because I've never felt this way before. Wow. Um so I really feel like this is going to be super powerful for a lot of people. Yeah. Well let's get into it. So I mean your first you have kind of a you didn't even tell us the story. You just kind of told us the gist of it, but you had a story of Jesus triggering you. So let's just get right into it. Yeah. So um, a couple, well, I shouldn't say a couple months ago, it, it was a while back. Um, it was when I was still writing my book, Unbreakable Embrace. Um, I, in the description, everybody. Yeah. Um, which I didn't realize, but the Lord was actually dealing with trauma in that book. Each day he was dealing with a, a father issue and fathers actually address the four basic human needs, which are to be seen, to be safe, to be soothed and to be secure. And, um, so he was dealing with those issues with me when I was in a season of immense warfare and grief and, uh, going through terrible trauma and it was to protect my heart. Um, so I actually had gotten, I was talking to my freight 
my friend, Nate Johnson, who's another prophet, a lot of people might know him. And I was telling him about my book and he just stops in the middle of our conversation. He says, Oh my Lord, Krista, the Lord just said that this book is going to heal so many wounded prophets. It's going to directly deal with trauma. And I had never even considered that this book was dealing with trauma. Um, it was just a compilation of encounters. Mm -hmm. And when he said wounded prophets and he said the word trauma, it initiated something in me. And so uh, one day I'm praying and I have this vision and Jesus comes and he has a gun and he, <laughs> he shows me some pretty crazy stuff sometimes. And I look <laughs> and on the side of the gun, it says love. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. He puts the gun in my face and he pulls the trigger and my head blows like glory comes out of the end of the gun. My head pops off and butterflies and roses and hearts come out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Jesus, what is this? And he said, um, I'm about to pull the trigger and my love is going to blow your minds. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't really, it was very interesting. I didn't have like a full revelation of what he meant by that. And subsequently, what ended up happening was I went through this really intense couple months of being triggered. And um, for those of you that don't know what being triggered is, um, when somebody goes through or has PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, um, your brain, so your nervous system and your soul, be they, they wire themselves to safety. And when there is an external event that uh, pushes a button or triggers a past memory or a suppressed um you know, a lie that we might believe regarding our safety, it triggers the old trauma symptoms. And what will happen is we revert back to that place uh, in our soul and in our mind of when the trauma happened. And uh, essentially, it throws your whole system in, into chaos. And you experience anxiety and um isolation, disassociation. There's a whole lot of things that can happen to a person when uh, post-traumatic stress is triggered in them. And the crazy thing about it, Jeff, is that I know, like when I got saved, I went all in for Jesus. I held nothing back. And I know that I got instantly delivered from a litany of mental illness. Mm. Um, I was actually was institutionalized from the age of 14 until almost 18. And then mm -hmm. after I was an adult, I spent time in psychiatric wards as well uh, for being suicidal and extremely depressed and, and anxiety and things. Um, and, but when I got saved, I knew that a lot of that was just supernaturally healed. So I didn't realize that <clears throat> there were still physiological things and even lies that I believed uh, in my mind, my will, and my emotions that were PTSD symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so it's been 
a journey over my relationship with the Lord where he's healed a lot, but there were still some key things that needed to be dealt with. And um, so it's interesting because um, I know that God wasn't, you know, I know that Jesus, like he showed up and he triggered me in this vision it wasn't that he was bringing warfare against me. Nothing can come to us unless it first goes through him because he is giving us divine strategy and he's given us authority and he's given us power to overcome whatever the enemy throws at us. Mm. And because um, he knows that I've been called to heal the brokenhearted, that's part of my life verse in Isaiah mm. 61, the broken heart is actually the broken soul, the mind, will, and emotions. And mm. that's where trauma impacts is our physical, like our brain, our nervous system, and our soul. Um, and really, he uses everything that was meant for evil for our good, right? Mm. And so now I get to do this teaching about trauma so that so many people get set free and they get healed. They get mm. healed in their heart and healed in their head and um, don't have to go through the same stuff that I went Amen. through. But I didn't even know that I had, I didn't even know that I had trauma because I just thought I was like, Jesus just healed all of it. And so I'm going through all these situations with like false accusations, um, slander, um, fear of like my dad passing away and I'm having terrible like anxiety. And I'm like, Jesus, I don't have anxiety. Like you freed me from that. I'm a really peaceful person, you know? Um, and I'm telling my husband, like, this has to be witchcraft. I'm going through spiritual warfare. And my husband's trying to tell me, honey, it's it's not all spiritual warfare. Like, there's something else that's going on here. And it was really trauma. Mm. And so I was praying during this time, like, Lord, just give me revelation. Will you just show me, like, what is happening with me? Because I can't live like this. I need to get free. And um. I kept hearing the two verses over and over again, the verse in um, Isaiah, it's 40, 43, five or four, where he says that I, um, that it's by his wounds that we are healed or by his stripes that we are mm -hmm. healed. Yeah. And then Isaiah 61, that he came to bind up the brokenhearted um, and heal their wounds. And the word wound kept being highlighted. So I went and I looked it up and the word wound there in the Greek is trauma, hmm. wow. which is, and that really caught me. And then it took me down this rabbit trail of learning exactly what trauma is and what Jesus has paid for, for us to truly experience total healing, salvation and deliverance and wholeness, like you know, the abundant life that he promised that he came to give us in John 10, 10. And um, so I learned, so this, so pretty much this teaching is coming from a place of my own trauma and I'm going to share stories too. Mm -hmm. But it's also but, definitely coming from a place of authority though, um, you know, because of what you've gone through and where you are now. So, yeah. So I'm really excited. Um, 
for people to hear this because, and I feel like each time I go through the teaching, I get a bit more healed also, Mm, um, which is great. So help Elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah fire and the Elijah fire podcast possible. Visit Elijah slash donate and become a partner today. I just bless this broadcast, Lord, Mm, that it goes viral (laughs) and that God, um, that each person that you have brought on here, um, that this will multiply and uh, you'll give people keys and strategies on how to get healed from uh, long hidden, even repressed trauma and God, even trauma that occurred to them in the womb or before they were even born. I just see that there are people out there that you had, you experienced trauma in the womb, even your conception. um, There was trauma surrounding your conception and the Lord is even going to heal those places. And um, you're going to get set free from anxiety, from depression, from, uh, isolation from suicidal thoughts and even a spirit of heaviness. There are going to be people that are going to get set, like have supernatural weight loss Mm. going through this Uh, in Jesus name. Lord, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for just being here. And Lord, you are the teacher. And I just ask you to teach through me, God, Mm. and uh, to, to say only what you need to be said and to release what needs to be released. And, um, Wow. And to just cast out what needs to be cast out. Mm-hmm. And Holy Spirit, I also just invite you to uh, just shine a light. God, you are the light and just come in. And as I'm speaking, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would reveal to your people wounds, that you would reveal to them the trauma that you want to deal with t- today and heal today um, in Jesus mighty name. Yes, Amen. Amen. So as I was saying before, um, every human has four very basic needs, and those needs are to be seen, to be safe, to be soothed, and to be secure. And the the word soothe, it it's another word for comfort. Every human needs to experience comfort. And that's why Jesus said that he would send us another one. He would send us the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And so... Um, pain what now i've i've also realized that trauma it is a direct there's a direct co- correlation with addiction and trauma too because pain always seeks comfort or mm-hmm. seeks pleasure and so we'll look outside of us for counterfeit comforters um you know to be seen we need to know that we're recognized um and that there's something in us of value to be safe is you know, to be protected from harm and to be secure means every human being, every child needs to know that they're, um, that they're steady, that there's not upheaval always happening, that Mm -hmm. there's a safe place for them to go back to where there isn't a lot of change. And, um, where they can depend on their needs being met. And this is another thing I've realized children that go through a lot of like moving um, or have a lot of drastic change happen to them at a young age, or that can even happen to an adult. That can be a source of trauma that can happen to them, Um, which 
really surprised me. I was like, whoa, this is nuts that even that, like the, even the way that the enemy can come in to cause trauma. So the Greek word for wound or the Greek in the Greek, it's trauma. And so emotional and psychological trauma is usually a result of like extremely stressful events. And they always come to shatter your sense of security and to make you feel helpless. And mm. it'll make you believe that you're living in a dangerous world. Um, so it can leave you struggling with all sorts of crazy emotions, upsetting memories and anxiety that won't go away. And it can also make you feel numb, disconnected, and unable to trust other people. So traumatic experiences, they often involve a threat to your life or to your safety. Um, but it's really any situation that makes you feel overwhelmed um, and isolated. And um, so another thing that I've realized when it comes to trauma or, or comes to wounds is that it's not so much about like, we can't compare trauma, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it's really interesting when you, cause I, you know, doing, just doing ministry, I do a lot of deliverance ministry and um, I'll notice that there could be one person who went through absolutely awful abuse, you know, went through systematic satanic ritual abuse and then you can see this other person over here who um, their parents just went through a divorce. Yeah. And yet they're displaying the same symptoms. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's like, it's not so much about the comparison or the severity of the trauma, but how the person internalized the trauma and how the enemy spoke and reinforced lies during the trauma. So. Um, it also, the, the biggest lie I've figured out that the enemy likes to implant in traumatic situations throughout our lives is that God let a bad thing happen to me. So I can't trust him, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, that was the biggest lie that I believed. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot of people. Yeah. And mm. I'm not silent about my testimony. I was, um, I was date raped at 12 and I got pregnant and I went to carry my baby and the baby died in utero. I ended up having a stillborn. And, um, actually when my, my son died, I woke up in the middle of the night from a dream. And in the dream, I was actually holding a baby and its heart was beating, but its heart stopped beating in my hands. Wow. And I woke up out of that dream at three o'clock in the morning and went to my doctor the next day to find out that my, my baby had passed away and that he didn't have a heartbeat. Um, and that actually ties into another story later. But um, I believed in that because I was you know, innocent. I had tried to do the right thing. I had honored God and even getting pregnant and refusing to go get an abortion that God did not protect me and that he abandoned me when I needed him most. Mm -hmm. And that was the lie that the enemy implanted there because he knows that the word that faith in God and trust in God are synonymous. Mm -hmm. So when we know that God loves us, the biblical response to being loved by God is not, I love you too. 
It's I trust you. That's why trust is the foundation of every relationship, right? Like when you know that somebody loves you, you trust them. That's why betrayals in romantic relationship cause so much trauma. Yeah. Because our response to love is trust. And so that it's the same way with God. So if the enemy can impact us to believe that God doesn't love us, therefore we cannot trust him it'll cause us to run away and turn our back from God. Um, so that's that's the biggest thing. And we know that that's not true, that you know we're in the midst of the crosshairs of a real battle between God and his kingdom and between darkness. And mm-hmm. that we um, oftentimes, unfortunately, this side of heaven are going to have to deal with the repercussions of other people's sin and our sin. Yeah. But Jesus came to give us a way to heal us and redeem us and completely destroy all the works of darkness, including even the trauma that we go through. So it no longer has any effect on us. And that's so powerful um, Mm -hmm. that even though we live in a fallen world, that Jesus still came to give us abundant life and to destroy the effects that the enemy has on us. So good news that's good news yeah so some of the ways that trauma can be inflicted are like one time time events like an accident an injury a violent attack um or really anything that was unexpected especially during childhood um they can also be ongoing like relentless stress like living in a crime-ridden neighborhood or in a war zone or battling a life-threatening illness, um, or even experiencing ongoing traumatic events that occur repeatedly, like bullying. You know, this is why some of these kids out here that are being incessantly bullying, bullied, you know, the spirit of suicide comes in. Um, domestic violence and even childhood neglect because we need to be seen. And when we're seen, our value is esteemed. Mm -hmm. So we need to know that we have value. We add value to the world and that we're loved. So a lot of some commonly overlooked things that'll cause trauma are surgery, especially in the first three years of life. Um, Sudden death of somebody close, you know, like in my event, it was the first time I ever dealt with childbirth, which is traumatic because it's a surgical thing. And the first time I ever dealt with death was with my own child. Um, not to mention the sexual abuse that I went through that was soul shattering, you know? Um, but even the breakup of like a significant relationship, even a friendship that goes bad can cause trauma. Um, being humiliated can cause trauma, um, Mm. or being shamed, um, or any deeply disappointing experience can cause trauma or even, um, experiencing, like deliberately cruel treatment from somebody, like somebody in, intentionally in being cruel to you. And um, it could come from terrorist attacks, plane attacks, mass shootings. It's and the thing about trauma too, is that no matter if it happened, you know, 50 years ago, when we're put into a situation that triggers those same thoughts, those same feelings, 
it throws our whole system back into the past and we revert to being in that place again. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, because I was sexually abused, my response was uh, to freeze. So there are a couple different responses to being put in a life threatening situation and it's the fight mode or the flight mode or, and then there's freeze. Mine was freeze. And, um, it set me up later on in life to be traumatized and victimized over and over and over again, the same way, Mm. because it was never dealt with the first time that it happened in a healthy way. I never got treatment for, for it. And certainly ran, I ran away from God after that. Mm -hmm. So was that a subconscious thing? Was it like deliberate? Like you knew that you had, you know, experienced trauma in that way. So you're going back, like, was it a subconscious thing? It's totally subconscious. It's literally like your survival mechanisms and your nervous system take over. Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, and I didn't even realize what I was doing, but I was disassociating, meaning I was because, and it's something that our our psyches do and, and God made it this way so that we could protect ourselves um, from dealing with with terrible things. But I would disassociate. I would freeze because I wouldn't know what to do. And I would be terrified for my life. And then when I would freeze, my emotions would just completely shut down. And I was like somewhere else, like outside of myself. And Mm. that happens to people that get the multiple personality disorder or borderline personality disorder. It's a fracture in our souls. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And when a wound comes in, if you think about, you know, being cut really deep, right? It'll literally sever a part of your soul from itself for you to be able to cope with what's what your body is going through. And so for me, that's what would happen. I would disassociate so that, you know, to in an attempt to protect my emotions because it was so painful. Um, and I didn't even realize what was going on. Um, and then it would set me up to be in these other I'd find. And then you, you're dealing with shame and condemnation and you're trying to like, it's my fault. Why didn't I do anything? I deserve to be abused. Um, I deserve to experience this. And so you would just, I just put myself in the same bad situations over and over and over again. And I would be abused over and over and over again. And it was just the enemy's attempt to try to destroy me, you know? And, um, I think, you know, even there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this and they're like, oh, that's why this has happened to me multiple times. And I just didn't understand what was happening. But, you know, now you do. And God's going to bring all those pieces of your soul back together. He's going to mend your brokenness, mend your broken heart, our heart in the Bible. That's really the Bible. The authors are talking about our soul, our heart is our mind, our will, and our boat and our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all connected to our, our brain, you know, and our mm-hmm. physical anatomy. Yeah. It's really interesting too. um, in trauma. And I've not heard a lot of other people talk about this because it seems like, um, believers they'll, you know, the, the church will only focus on the spiritual ramifications of trauma. 
And then we have counselors in the secular world. They'll only deal with the, you know, the soul. But then there's the, you know, the medical doctors or the psychiatrists. They're dealing with the physical anatomy of your brain. Right. But we're really, it's, you know, we're a, a three-part being because we're made in the image of God, who is three and mm-hmm. one, and it all needs to be dealt with together. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I found really super interesting learning about all of this was that we actually have three areas of our body that have neurons and have memory. So our brain, I know, and this crazy, it's so yeah. cool. That is so cool. So our brain has memory um, and it has neurons and the neurons and even the two lobes of our brain um, are supposed to connect together in a neuro network. Those are the little electrons and they actually look like little people that stretch their arms out to like grab a hold of each other's hands. That's what a neuro network looks like. And uh, then our heart has memory. So even our physical heart has memory. It has neurons and it actually has a force field or an electromagnetic uh, frequency that it releases that's greater than the frequency that our brain releases. Mm. Isn't that amazing? And that's when the Bible says to guard your heart um, above all else because from it flow the issues of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and then, yeah. And that even that verse is so amazing because it's not talking about shutting our heart down from people. It's it's actually calling us to guard our heart from bitterness and unforgiveness, even when people hurt us, because the power, our power is in our love. Love is the conduit for everything mm-hmm. from the Lord. You know, he is love. And so it's 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 really telling us to not shut our hearts down from the outside world like trauma would want us to do but it's it's calling us to guard our hearts from within and to protect it from roots of bitterness and unforgiveness coming in um, when we do experience pain so then the third place that we have neurons is our belly and this is why when we have anxiety we feel it in our belly you know Um, and this is why, uh, the, you know, the Lord said that from our belly would flow rivers of living water. And so the way that the Lord showed me is that when we have wounds where we have been traumatized and we're in a spirit of fear has come in, it creates either a blockage or a leak in the line for the force of the Holy Spirit to move powerfully through us. It's kind of like, um, you know, think of, and, and even with our hearts too, if you think of, you know, I have a cup and it's holding water. If there's a bunch of cracks and fractures in this cup, then it's going to be leaking and we're going to be bleeding all over people. We're going to be you know, our, our emotions that are out of control are going to be all over the people around us, even though it has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the river of living water, the fountain within us, that is the Holy spirit. It's not going to be able to move powerfully because it's like there's blockages in the way. Yeah. And then if you're, you know, a prophetic person, any wound, any prophetic word, anything that you receive from the Lord, if it is filtered through trauma or filtered through a wound, it's it becomes polluted and it is full of poison and death. 
And I've seen this happen. I've literally seen people prophesy out of a wound because they've discerned something um, over the person that they were prophesying over, but it triggered something in them. And then they begin to prophesy and it's like their whole mouth turns into a graveyard wow. and they start spewing death and maggots and infection and just f- nastiness or garbage. and none of it is rooted in the spirit of God. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Okay, so I want to stop there really quick. Okay, so so what you're saying is that people can have gifts from the Lord, say they're prophet, the mm-hmm. gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. They can prophesy from a fleshly place like their oh, yeah. soul can get involved in that. And how, how is that possible? So, um, everything, so we're three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. And this, our spirit is the place where we are in union. We are one with Christ. We're one with God. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing about prophecy in his spirit. And when you receive communication from the Lord is that all of God's communication is, is supposed to, it flows through our soul. Mm. So that in the fall, I, I believe that our spirit, our soul, and our body got flipped, turned upside down. We were a spiritual being that had a body that had a soul, but everything was in submission to the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And the soul, so our minor will and our emotions were created to communicate and to serve our spirit. Yeah. And our body um, keeps us alive. So mm-hmm. I personally believe, and this is the way the Lord has showed me, and maybe there's some other revelation out there, mm-hmm. that when we prophesy from a soulish place, we might have received in, you know, spiritual intelligence from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But because of the way that we think, the way that we feel about maybe the topic that he's revealing to us, or um, our our desire to listen to him in that moment, um, can be polluted. Um, Mm -hmm. and because that's how we communicate with God and everything is filtered through our mind, our will, and our emotions. Mm. Um, and especially since, you know, our body and the memory that we have in our brain and in our heart and in our belly, you know, all of that ties into releasing a prophetic word. Mm -hmm. And that's why prophecy is to be tested by the by the prophets, mm-hmm. right? That yep. when you hear a word, you can witness with it. Yep. Um, because your spirit responds and the spirit within you, Christ within you confirms that that's him speaking. Mm-hmm. And I can feel when it's a soulish word. So, yep. um, or a fleshy word, a fleshy mm-hmm. word is it, it comes from our, you know, from our really, flesh and soul to me, I think when it comes to prophecy and the gifts is kind of in the same sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But um, it's where we're releasing things that are not actually what God is saying, or yeah. 
we might have really got spiritual intelligence from God, but the word is polluted somehow through the way that we've processed it. Yeah, maybe your own bias because of trauma, because of, you know, whatever. I think this is such an interesting topic. That's why I wanted to stop there because um, it just goes to show how important it is to have a healthy body, soul, and spirit, you know, and especially with your soul polluting a word. Um, and we get pretty good here at the Elijah list, uh, vetting soul words, uh, versus not, you know? Um, and, uh, and so, um, yeah, it's, it's just a very interesting thing. It's kind of like the same thing with like your body while you need, it's good to have, you know, take care of yourself and drink water because somebody goes, Oh, I have a headache. Oh, it's spiritual warfare. Oh, I'm like, how much water have you had today, dude? Right. Um, and, uh, especially when you observe them not drinking any, um, you know, and so, uh, yeah, that's uh, got to take care of the soul. Yeah, that's so good. I love that you said that, Jeff, because it is so true. And I think that um, a lot of us that, you know, we get saved and we discover this um, whole new world of, mm-hmm. you know, the supernatural realm, yeah. you know, and like, we're not just nobodies. We're powerful somebodies that Christ has given authority to. Like, right. we then all of a sudden, but look, even like that victim mentality of like, I'm always going through spiritual warfare. Sometimes you're not under attack. Actually, we're never under attack. We're always above the attack because we're seated in Christ in heavenly places. Right. Um, so we can't be under if we're already over. That's a tail mentality or below mentality, mentality, low life mentality. That's yeah, not things what we are, are happening to you all the time. And you don't have anything right. any say in it. And yeah. Yeah, but we have to be really careful to recognize that we're not just a spirit, like, and that we there we have a body and we have a soul, and Jesus came to heal and reconcile all of that together mm-hmm. for total wholeness. And I and I feel like where we're going in the body of Christ is that God is really pointing to this whole, this wholeness of the body, like in the being, the whole being. Not just, you know, spirit, not just physical health, but soul health too. We have to, we have to take care of it all because he cares about it all. And it all, each one affects the other one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yeah, it's people get witchcraft headaches and then they get, uh, you know, I ain't had enough water headache, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Going back to the trauma thing, uh, (laughs) and like to get on that with healing and stuff. So, um, I'm just, I feel like I should probably just go through like what some physical symptoms of trauma. I'm going to go through physical and emotional symptoms. And as I'm doing this, I want everybody who's listening to be like, oh, yeah, I have that. And I want you to be communicating with the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and asking, you know, wow, is this connected to something? Mm-hmm. And I just believe that the Holy Spirit is going to bring up root issues, or I should really say seed issues. So the place mm-hmm. where the enemy seeded your heart with trauma, because that's where the root is. And that's what he wants, God wants to deal with. He wants to pull the root of trauma out so that he can heal the wound. Um, So Some key signs and symptoms of trauma are insomnia, nightmares. Uh, Interesting thing about the nightmares, my son, so remember my living son that I have now, his name is Ari. He's 11 years old. Um, 
he has woke up every single night in the middle of the night at three o'clock in the morning with terrible nightmares. Um, I went over and over with the Lord. Don't understand why this is happening to him. He's never had anything bad happen to him in the night. He's never went through any like serious trauma. God, what is this from? The Lord revealed to me when I was pregnant with Aerie, because of the trauma that I went through with my oldest son, Gabriel, where I had a miscarriage and, you know, had that dream about his heart stopping, you mm -hmm. know, um, that when I was pregnant with Aerie, I, it was before I surrendered my life to Jesus. And I was terrified that Aerie was going to die. Wow. And every night at three o'clock in the morning, I would wake up. And if Aerie was not moving, I would go and I would take shots of hot sauce and I would stay up and wait until I could feel him kick so that I could go back to sleep. But in the meantime, I'm having terrible anxiety thinking that my baby is, you know, something wrongs with my baby because I loved him so much and I wanted him so much. And now since I have went through this and I've prayed and I've broken trauma that entered the womb off of him, he mm. has slept every single night all the way Crazy. through the night yeah, and has not had any nightmares. No. So some of you guys with insomnia and nightmares are going to get healed. Mm. Uh, fatigue being easily startled, difficulty concentrating, racing heartbeat for no reason, um, edginess, uh, random agitation, headaches, migraines, aches, pains, um, restless sleep, mun muscle tension, um, emotional uh, shock, denial, disbelief, confusion, um, guilt, shame, self-blame, and self-rejection. Um, withdrawing from others. So isolation, feelings of sadness or hopelessness, feeling disconnected or numb, or um, not being able to experience emotions, finding yourself being hypersensitive sensitive emotionally to movies, songs, and books. So my, uh, my brother committed suicide. He hung himself. I couldn't even play hangman for four years, couldn't even play hangman. And it, it until, um, I mean, I still don't, but I mean that it, I was traumatized through that to not even be able to like play a game or it, I was triggered by something that reminded me of the trauma. Um, so that is one example or, or a certain movie or a song or even a scent. Um, I couldn't smell baby lotion for the longest time. Uh, after losing my son, because um, it would trigger me and I would, you know, end up, I remember being working as a waitress one time and there was a new baby. I went to go serve the table. There was a new baby there and I could smell the baby. And it reminded me of being in the hospital mm -hmm. and I left work. I had a terrible panic attack and left work um, and didn't realize that it was trauma. Isn't that crazy? crazy. Um, so avoiding going to work or school or planned events or places where the trauma happened, intrusive thoughts or imagery related to the trauma, changes to your personal relationships like people avoiding you or avoiding others, having no interest in activities which used to give you joy like sports and hobbies, um, no separation between personal and professional time. So keeping busy all the time to avoid reminders of trauma or sitting in pain. Um, 
difficulty relating to others and day-to-day experiences, thinking no one understands you, uh, not being able to be engaged in small talk, like it's just meaningless and it's difficult to relate to other people or happy people, difficult to relate to, um, or seemingly normal people. I've noticed this a lot with like people um, that have been church hurt. They come into a church and they have a really hard time um, relating to church people. It's mm. because they've been traumatized. Interesting. Yeah. Um, or even being overly cautious about the health and well-being of yourself or of others or loved ones. Um, so essentially, trauma throws our whole soul into chaos. It's a direct attack on our souls to diminish our faith, to keep us from being able to connect deeply with God and with others. And it causes us to retreat into self-protection mode where we subconsciously build up walls around our hearts to shut out a dangerous world. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think, you know, if you had a big, you know, gaping wound on your body and somebody came up and just tapped it, you know, it would be extremely painful. Right. And so you see people with complex trauma who've been wounded over and over and over again and are constantly feeling like they're, they have to protect themselves, you know, like a dog that is wounded, it will protect the part of its body that's wounded. And if you mm-hmm. try to reach out and even pet it or feed it, it will attack you um, because it has, you go into protecting the place where mm-hmm. you're, where you're hurt. Um, and so that keeps us from being able to have deep, meaningful relationships um, with the healthy people around us and with God. Because we can't trust God to keep us safe, and we can't trust the people around us to keep us safe. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus, he he said in Matthew twenty four uh, that we could be expected to be persecuted, to be killed, and to be hated by all the nations because of our love for Him. He said um, in Matthew twenty four nine through thirteen specifically, this really caught my attention. He said, then many will stop following me and fall away and they'll betray one another and hate one another. And many lying prophets will arise, deceiving multitudes and leading them away from the path of truth. There will be such an increase of the sin of lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold, but hold your hope firmly, hold your hope firmly to the end and you'll experience life and deliverance. And so what he's saying here is that in the end times, there will be such an increase of the sin of lawlessness. What is lawlessness? Well, Jesus was speaking to Jews in this context, the law the understanding of the law or the 10 commandments that was given to the Jews is five ways that we love God. We express our love to God in five ways. We express our God, our love for people. So Jesus is saying here that because of deception, because of lies, um, because of essentially trauma and these things happening, and because people don't know how to love each other, right? That hearts once burning for him would grow cold. Mm. Right. But if we hold on to hope, we would receive life and deliverance because he had not gone to the cross yet. Mm. Right. So the greatest command Jesus left us with was to love God with all our heart, soul, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. And, um, 
that's how we fulfill the law. And that's really what sin is. Sin is to fall short of God's perfect love for yourself, for him, and for mankind. And mm -hmm. this is why, because we cause wounds. Mm -hmm. We harm people. Our sin and our inability to love causes trauma. And when we see this, that's when we can really have true repentance and we can change our hearts, right? Yeah. Um, so the enemy, it, his whole goal is to traumatize us, to wound us, to break our hearts so that we're neutralized from being a threat to him. Mm. Um, and it keeps us fearful. We can't step out and trust God when God calls us to do big things and do exploits. Mm -hmm. And um, it throws our whole internal world into like this state of emergency. And it's like a ship with a hole in the bow. You know, it, you feel like you're sinking. It feels like you're drowning in anxiety. And like on your best days, you're just hanging on with your head above water. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it reminds me of, you know, when Jesus called Peter out of the boat in the storm, you know, when he was focused on Jesus and on who Jesus was, he could trust that Jesus loved him and that Jesus was going to keep him safe above, above the water, even in the middle of the storm. Mm -hmm. And that's the security that God wants us to have within him. And so when at the end, when I do this prayer to break off trauma and all the effects from all the systems of your body and your mind, your will, your, and your emotions, um, you're going to be able to have that kind of security in God with, and even in the middle of storms and chaos. So um, Isaiah 53, three through five in the amplified version, it says that and this is talking about Jesus. He says, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and pain and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or esteem him. But in fact, he has borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows and pains. Yet ignorantly, we assumed that he was stricken and struck down by God and degraded and humiliated by God. He was wounded for our transgressions or he was traumatized for mm -hmm. our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing, our inability to love the way that God loves, our falling shorts. And the punishment that sin required for our well-being fell on him or the payment required for our peace, our shalom fell on him and by his stripes or by his wounds, by his trauma, we are healed. So we read all of this and Jesus took all of our trauma. If every human needs to be seen, they need to be safe, they need to be soothed, and they need to be secure. Jesus, even on the cross in those last moments, he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? In that last moment, not only did men turn their face from Jesus, but the Father had to turn his face from Jesus mm. because Jesus had to experience every heartbreaking 
issue that mankind would go through. Mm -hmm. This is so powerful because at the cross is the place of exchange, right? Where we take all of our wounds, all of our brokenness, the way that we've been humiliated, the way that we've been traumatized, the way that we've done wrong and, and even the way that wrong has been done to us. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. And so Jesus, in that place of exchange at the cross, he gave us his peace, the payment for our peace. He bought our peace, but that's actually the Hebrew word shalom. And the word shalom means so much more than peace. It's loaded. It yeah, it is. Look it up, people. (laughs) Yes. And Jeff carries this, guys, because his name means bringer of peace or carrier of peace. And so I have a feeling that Jeff is going to be a really uh, powerful conduit to break chaos off of people, the chaos of trauma, and to loose shalom over people's souls. Um, Oh, I felt the Lord all over that, Jeffrey. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it means wholeness. It means wellness. It means safety. It means security. It means to be comforted. It means to be happy. It means to be complete, um, to be secure, to be prosper, prospered, to be victorious, to be tranquil, to be content. I mean, it's, it's loaded. It means to be at rest and wow, just Can you imagine that? Just living a life of rest. Like God wants us to enter into his rest. Mm. Yeah. Um, It's all that we need to be whole and complete. And the Hebrew language is pictorial. And the word shalom, the the pictogram for shalom literally means to destroy all authority that would bind, hook, ensnare or connect us to chaos. Mm. Wow. Okay now. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think of it as like, you know, demons, they come in and they inflict these wounds through other people. And then they'll come with their nasty little claws and they'll try to like, you know, pick at the edges of our wound and try to trigger us and try to throw us into chaos and self-protection mode. But when Jesus comes, he destroys the snare, the ensnarement or the hook that is attached to chaos. Literally, like, can you just imagine like a hammer coming out of uh, heaven and just crushing the devil's hand? And then he releases healing for our wounds. And, you know, I think of, uh, you know, Thomas, doubting Thomas, when uh, he didn't believe. He said, "Until I put my finger in inside of his wounds, and Jesus, it's totally wounds, gross, I won't, but I won't believe." <laughs> but how powerful! Oh my gosh! Like how powerful, guys! That Jesus comes in and look. This is a picture that we didn't see in the Bible when we read this. Mm-hmm. But Thomas, he was traumatized by what happened. You know, he follows Jesus this whole time. They're being chased all around the Galilee, threatened to be killed. They're seeing mm-hmm. demons manifest left and right, and they're being threatened. They're Dead going raised. Yeah, all, you know, yeah, all this yeah. stuff. Like, 
he's like, his whole world is turned upside down, number one. And then this man that he loved, that he followed, who was invincible, who worked all these miracles, all of a sudden is captured. He gives himself up Mm -hmm. and he's taken to the cross and he goes through this terrible death. And, and, (laughs) and Thomas is dealing with grief. He's lost somebody that he loves. He's lost Jesus, right? And this is not even accounting for any of the trauma that Thomas went through before he knew Jesus. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's betrayed by, by Judas, you know, one of the brethren, they betrayed him for silver and kissed him, you know, and then everybody's lives are at risk because Jesus just got crucified. They might get crucified. And Jesus walks through the wall, y'all. He walks through the wall and he comes straight up to Thomas and he holds out his hands and he shows Thomas the wounds in his side. Mm. And he says, Thomas, I see. I see your trauma. I was traumatized to pay for your trauma. Mm. Touch me, touch my wounds, Thomas. And because in my trauma, you've been healed. Mm. And Thomas reaches out and see, that's it guys. Like when we see what Jesus paid for, when we see that he, his physical body and his soul, his mind, his will, and his emotions, literally were shattered and were broken so that you could be his and you could be whole on the other side of the cross. When we touch that and get into that reality, that's when we are healed Mm. in his trauma and what he paid for. That's the divine exchange. Hallelujah. Oh, it's so good. That's where trauma becomes (laughs) triumph. Yeah. Whoa. So. Whew. Jeez, I feel the anointing really strong right now. Yeah, I'm like, well, let's, let's I, I mean, obviously, if you have more to say, go for it. But, um, yeah, you know, we can, we can set Hallelujah. some people free in Jesus' yes. name. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. So this is where we're going to go. Isaiah 61. This is my life verse. And this is the life verse of Jesus. Okay. He came and he actually, when he stepped on the scene, he came into um, the the tabernacle uh, and the temple, and he actually read from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 61, and this is what he said. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He sent me to bind up the wounds or the trauma of the brokenhearted to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation to the physical and spiritual captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year year of the Lord and the day of vengeance and retribution of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn a beautiful victory crown for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning and a garment of praise instead of heaviness. And, um, well, so guys, this is literally, that's the exchange. The spirit of the Lord is here to bind up your broken heart mm. and to heal your wounds, to mm. give you beauty for ashes, joy for mourning and a garment of praise for heaviness. 
And Isaiah 61 goes on to say that because of what they've been through, that they will be a planting of the Lord, oaks of righteousness. No, and oaks are known for their strength, for their perseverance. Um, they're majestic, you know, integrity. They stand for justice and right standing with God. And it's literally because of the divine exchange that we become firmly planted, a planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. And then we can rebuild the ancient ruins, restore the former desolations, and renew ruined cities from the desolation of many just generations. And he even goes on to say that instead of your former shame and humiliation, you'll have a double portion of joy. You'll possess double what had been forfeited or stolen and everlasting joy will be yours. And guys, I just prophesy right now in Jesus name that you are receiving double for Amen. your trouble, yes. double for your trouble, double for your trauma in Jesus mighty name. Okay. So guys, I'm going to pray this. Okay. And Holy Spirit is already here. I know that you guys can feel him. And I just want you to be patient because this is kind of a long prayer. And it's because I'm going to hit every single part of your physical anatomy. And I'm going to, I'm going to hit, deal with issues of your soul and your brokenheartedness too. Okay. Mm. Um, Cause I don't, God doesn't do anything part way. He does everything all the way. And I want you leaving this broadcast as free as can be. Amen. Amen. So I just want you to get in receiving mode. And um, I actually just want you to put your hand on your heart if you can do that. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Whew, thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We just love you, Lord. Um, you know, the word for uh, dunamis, dunamis power, it's the word for the Holy Spirit that, you know, when we receive the Holy Spirit and power, we'll be empowered to be witnesses is the word dunamis. And that word another meaning for it is not just power like dynamite, but it's also to be excellent of soul Mm -hmm. because Jesus's soul is excellent. It's no longer wounded. He went through all of that on the cross for you and I, but when he was raised to new life on the third day, um, he was completely restored. He's no longer wounded. Okay. And so you can be healed too. Mm-hmm. And so you are going to be excellent of soul. You are excellent of soul in Jesus name. You mm-hmm. have the mind, the will, and the emotions of Christ, just mm-hmm. like you have the spirit of Christ that lives on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so right now, by the power of the blood of Jesus, I welcome Holy Spirit to come upon you as your comforter, your helper, your healer, and your deliverer. I declare the forgiveness of God in Jesus' name. No matter what you have done or what has been done to you, you are free and no longer defined by your history. You are now defined by who your God calls you to be, which is beloved child. By the power of the blood of Jesus, I break the power of shame that you carry due to the trauma or traumas that you've experienced. What was done to you or what you experienced does not speak to who you are any longer. You no longer carry shame because none of God's children have shame. I break the power of guilt that you carry for sin 
or things you did to cope with your pain. In the name of Jesus, there is no condemnation. The law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. By the power of the declaration of Isaiah 61, I declare the spirit of the Lord God is here to bring good news to your broken heart. He's here to heal you and declare liberty and freedom. Right now, he's bringing comfort for mourning, joy for sorrow, and a mantle of praise for the spirit of heaviness through a divine exchange. I sever every single assignment of the evil one against you. In the name of Jesus, I command spirits of trauma, torment, and fear to leave you now in Jesus' name. I sever your assignment against each person under the sound of my voice by the power of the blood of Jesus. Spirit of suicide, I break your power and I command you to stop speaking right now. I speak to murder and rage and I sever your assignment. In the name of Jesus, you no longer have a place in the life of these people. I sever right now the spirit of death, and I loose resurrection life, sanity, and wholeness. Mm -hmm. I say to you under the sound of my voice that you carry the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. I command the spirit of death to leave you now in Jesus' name. I cancel and break off depression, oppression, insanity, mental illness, the spirit of bipolar or multiple personality disorder in Jesus' mighty name. Whew. I break off. Whew. Whoa. Shoo. I break off every assignment of the evil one. That is receiving this prayer right now in Jesus' name. Borderline personality disorder. I break you in mm. Jesus' name. I sever the spirit of lust, of perversion, of sexual violation, and slavery in Jesus' name. I declare that chains and shackles of perversion and lust are broken off of you now. You are no longer in any way, shape, or form under the thumb of sexual perversion. I break the power of pornography. I sever the hold it has on your soul and mind, and I command images and memories of pornography to dry up and die right now in Jesus' name. Whew. Holy Spirit, come now to pick up the pieces of each soul here and put them back together. I call the fragmented pieces of your soul back from the north, the south, the east, and the west now in Jesus' name. I sever every ungodly soul tie that leads you back to pain, dysfunction, and demonic influence in Jesus' name. I declare healing is coming to broken hearts and the shalom of God that brings wholeness and wellness will affect each mind, will, emotion, and body in the name of Jesus. I speak to cellular memory, memory in the head, in the brain, memory in the heart, and memory in the gut, in the belly. And I command healing, even of the neurons and these three locations in Jesus' name. I speak to every traumatic Im image and memory in the right lobe of your brain, and I command these images to dry up and die. Mm -hmm. I sever the neural pathway that leads to these traumatic images and memories, and I sever them. Mm -hmm. 
I sever the seeing, the smelling, the tasting, touching, and hearing from being triggered through these neural pathways. Mm-hmm. I sever every lie and stronghold connected with traumatic images and memories. I pray for fresh faith, for the spirit of love, Father, the love of the Father to overtake minds and hearts right now in Jesus' name. And the truth of the word of God to just replace these lies and these memories. I command the memory center to wake up right now in Jesus' name. Let there be a free flow of memory from the memory center that what is restored to you are good memories about your life. Your mind is no longer held hijacked by traumatic images and memories in Jesus' name. I speak healing to any concussions, traumatic brain injuries, or anything that has caused your brain to not operate in the way that it was originally intended by God. I command rewiring of the brain and proper neuron function in the name of Jesus. I break the diagnosis of ADHD, dyslexia, loss of cognitive function, and any other uh, mental illness or learning disability in Jesus' name. I pray healing over auditory and visual processing. I command any masking of trauma that looks like mental illness to be healed now in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I declare healthy functions and connections be restored between the right and left lobe of your brain. And I declare the right lobe be completely restored and healed by the power of the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I speak to your nervous system. That includes your eyes and ears, your brain and spinal cord, and all your nerves, and I command healing now. All chronic nerve pain, fibromyalgia, and neuropathy must leave now in Jesus' name. I command the network of your glands, that release and regulate your hormones be set back to its original settings so that all glands operate properly with the right flow of hormones in Jesus' name. I speak to your muscles, your bones, your cartilage, your ligaments, and I declare every memory from a traumatic event be released now from muscles and other areas so that all pain associated with accidents and ungodly touch between humans is removed and replaced by the shalom of God. I speak healing to your heart, to your blood vessels, and your lymphatic system, and declare healing in Jesus' name. I speak to your kidneys, your bladder, and your related ducts, and declare them healed and restored in Jesus' name. I speak to your mouth, your esophagus, your stomach, your bowels, and declare it healed so you are able to eat healthy foods and digest them and pass them well so they nourish and sustain your body all the days of your life. In Jesus' name, I speak to your reproductive system and I declare healing over uh, and proper functioning so that within the bonds of holy marriage, you may be fruitful and multiply as God intends. I speak to your skin, your hair, your nails, your oil, and sweat glands, and I command them to be healed and function normally to regulate temperature and eliminate waste. I declare all aspects of this system of your body 
that have been compromised to be healed now in Jesus name, including any, uh, any bruises, any marks, any scars on the outside or on the skin, any loss of hair caused by trauma to be healed, to be restored in Jesus name. I speak to your immune system and I command it to come into alignment with God's will for your body to be a, a physical defense system against harmful organisms all the days of your life. I speak to your sleep and I say, according to Proverbs 3.24, you shall no longer lie down in fear. <laughs> that is your father's pleasure. It is your father's pleasure to give his beloved children sweet sleep. I command a resetting of the sleep center in your brain to experience six to eight hours of uninterrupted sleep every night. I command all nightmares to go, all night tremors to go, night sweats to go in Jesus' name. I invite God's holy angels to come around your bed and your bedroom so that your bed is a place of rest and peace, not warfare in Jesus' name. And by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, I declare you are no longer defined by your history. You are identified by who your God calls you to be. I declare that you are a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away and all things have become new in your life in Jesus' name. And I command every spirit that is assigned through the wound of trauma to exacerbate trauma or to create reoccurring trauma to be bound up right now, to be apprehended and skull dragged on every sharp thing on its way down to the pit to be held there to await its final day of judgment. And Father, I go before the courts of heaven right now. And God, wherever trauma has had an assignment on your people, I pray for a sevenfold return of all that was stolen from them. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, and because of what your son bought and paid for, Lord, I thank you for wealth being released over your people. I thank you for generational blessings being released to your people. I thank you for teaching and strategies um, being released to your people. I thank you for new anointings, new giftings, new callings being released to your people as plunder from the enemy's camp. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Whew. Holy Spirit, thank you. I thank you. And even, Father, physical healings right now, mm -hmm. physical healings right now to take place. Shoo. Physical healings. Thank you, Father. Wow. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so guys, this is the way that we end this prayer is that I, I'm an activator. So I want to activate you guys in declaring the truth over yourselves. And so we're just going to do this new creation declaration, okay? And I am just, you can just repeat after me, okay? So this is who my father says I am. 
I am a child of the King. I am a co-heir with Jesus. All Jesus bought and paid for is my inheritance. I am loved. I am forgiven. I am cleansed by the blood. I am accepted in the beloved. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I have angels protecting me and assisting me in the ministry of Jesus. I am united with Jesus. I have been crucified with Christ. I died with him. I was buried with him. And I have been raised with him. I am seated with him in heaven. I carry authority in Christ. I have authority over sickness, over sin, over demons, and over the world. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. All things work together for my good because mm. I love God. And I am called according to his purpose. I am being conformed to the image of Christ. I can do all things through Christ because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I am seen by God. I'm comforted by God. I'm secure in God. I'm safe in God. I trust in God's love for me. I receive my happy daddy's love mm -hmm. over me daily. Each day, my understanding of God's love is growing and expanding. Nothing is impossible for me. I am victorious in Christ. I make God happy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's great. That was great. You and I have been talking about doing this. We've been talking about trauma off and on for a couple of weeks now. You mentioned oh, that you had this, ghost. this <laughs> message. <laughs> and uh, and so that was one of the reasons why we went a little bit longer. Another reason why I was a little bit more quiet than normal. Everybody just really wanted this. It just felt very holy. <laughs> and uh, And I just... I know that so many people uh, were set free of, of trauma. The way is forward. The path is forward. Um, and just a scripture that I've just been keeping running through my mind, like this whole time is, is uh, Colossians three uh, yeah, three fifteen that says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And so we just release that peace over you now in the name of Jesus and uh, just be blessed. And know that you're loved and that uh, you're, you're whole and free and at peace. And that is a beautiful thing. And that you get to go and you get to go do that to other people now. 
you can send this to them. You can pray for them personally. Um, that this isn't about Krista. This isn't about Jeff. What little part he played in it. Uh, (laughs) this is about Jesus, the power of God working through us as the body in this nation and in this world. And that all of us get to go and take this now. And that's, that's an amazing thing. So so yeah. good yeah because yeah. it's the spirit of god that yeah. brings it krista don't have nothing but jesus i right. mean we really none of us do yeah. um so yeah so you carry the spirit of god which means that you can speak healing to broken souls too mm-hmm. and um you know for me i just feel to share real quick because i know this we've went way over but for me the healing of trauma has been ongoing and Um, something that I've been doing every day with the Lord is when I begin to feel a trigger, um, I, instead of panicking or going into what I usually would do, um, I have been going into the secret place and I've been asking the Lord, okay, God, what happened in my life in the past that still needs to be healed? And, um, you know, I was just talking before we got on, the Lord had used a text message that Jeff had sent me the other day that revealed something in my past that, you know, I needed to have healed. And it was, I was like, as soon as I understood like, oh, this is how trauma affects me, but it no longer has power over me because I belong to Jesus. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, it's become almost like a, an egg hunt, like, Oh my gosh, like, yay, I got triggered. So this is another thing they can feel. (laughs) And it's so weird. Like, it's so weird. And so I'm like, I'm just laughing at the enemy. Like, because it's like, now if you jack with me, son, yeah, (laughs) I'm getting free. Like, you know, and that's what you guys like. That's my heart for you guys too, is like, when you start experiencing like those PTSD symptoms that I talked about, it's not like it's it's an invitation for God to be like, hey, honey, I want to there's a place there I want to take you to and I want to uproot what the enemy tried to plant there to sow roots of bitterness. And and I want to heal that place in you so that it never has power over you ever again, because he came to set you free and to heal your broken heart. And mm-hmm. uh, because, yeah, so that's it. Yeah. So yeah. she, this is not, this was not a planned, uh, uh, endorsement, uh, but you guys need to go pick up her new book. It's a devotional and it is super anointed. And, um, I actually have been reading it. Um, and I've been getting wrecked again, reading my own yeah. book. Yeah. Um, but you can awesome. actually, if you go to my website, Krista, on the homepage there, you can download a sample. And um, if you decide you want to buy it, there's a link right underneath that that will take also you Also right in the description, to- there's a link too. <laughs> <laughs> or my shirt, long story short, Jesus saved my life. Yeah. My, my preachy things. It's That's everything I do. It's all shouting the name of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. yeah how so else can, how else can people follow you? Obviously. YouTube, um, so and stuff, but. YouTube, uh, Chris Joy, Instagram, 
and Rumble. And I also want to encourage you guys to please, 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 please go like and subscribe. Um, the Cloud Cries Out on Facebook and the Speak Life Project on YouTube and on Rumble. Um, because that is a, a pro-life movement that is happening right now. I'm, I'm already experiencing um, some suppression of my posts on some mainstream media outlets. Boo. 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 So another thing is please, please, please sign up to be on my email list. So that way you don't ever miss any content because I'm releasing all of that, those updates and stuff all on my new email server that is so wonderful that I love. Yeah. And you guys are going to love it too because you get the fire sent straight to your inbox. So come on now. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, Krista, thank you so much, my, my dear friend. It's always great. Uh, oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. I know I talk a lot, Jeff. Will all of you guys please pray for my friend, my friend Jeff? Pray for his heart and pray for his family. And Jeff is so strong and he carries God's heart, the father's heart so well. And he loves so deep. He's like one of the most authentic, like tender hearted men I've ever met in my life. And I just want to, man, I know. <laughs> like, I can honestly say that in my life, being as wounded as I have been by men, that Jeff Tharp is a man who God has sent into my life to bring vengeance and retribution. And he's made up for so many ways. Um, and he's redeemed having male friendships in my life. Mm. And he is a friend. And, you know, there are things that leaders go through behind the scenes that you might not ever know. And it's so important that you, you pray for us. Mm -hmm. And so I just, if you, um, remember anytime the Holy spirit brings Jeff and his family to your heart, would you just lift them up and just mm -hmm. pray over his whole family, um, for God's will to be done and for God's healing and wholeness and protection over them. And, um, that God would even protect Jeff's heart from mean comments, <laughs> you know, cause we deal with all sorts of exposure that, you know, I'm just being real here. We deal with exposure on a level that most people cannot handle. Yeah. It's pretty intense. And, um, it's, you know, a lot of people wouldn't want to deal with it. And so I just, I just love Jeff guys and, mm -hmm. you know, make this go viral. Will you yes, please send that to everybody? You really do need to make <laughs> like, send it to everybody and, um, get people healed, write it down, dictate it, you know, start paying this over your friends and, and pray for Jeff mm -hmm. and promote his page. Cause he's oh, awesome. He's you. the real deal. He's, there are very few, I mean, I've met a lot of people, Jeff, and there's, I can honestly say you are one of the most authentic, real, like you look like Jesus people. Mm, and I've came you. to you with like super hard stuff personally. And I've never heard you say a bad word about a single person. Mm. And you always believe the, the things that God believes about them. And you really are one of my personal heroes. And mm. 
Thank you, you make me want to be more like Jesus. Wow. Well, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> That's very kind. Yeah. I mean, it comes at a price, you know, uh, it's one I gladly pick up, but doing this even just two days a week comes, there's that it comes at a price. And, yeah. um, so please pray for us, you know, stepping out and doing this and, and being outside the box. And we're going to be doing some stuff that's even more outside the box as we grow. Um, uh, it's stuff that we've prayerfully sought the Lord on and it may be different and uncomfortable, but, um, you know, especially if, you know, if, if it's just a generational thing, you don't understand, it doesn't mean it's wrong. And, um, God is, is after my generation, our generation, and the younger generation and he he so desperately wants them to come to him and we are so ready to take that on and so we need your prayers um you know so and we thank you so much you uh, you guys have been amazing I, w- I would say the vast majority have been amazing and supportive and we're so happy you're along for the ride and we need those prayers a million times uh so uh we thank you and krista thank you uh, your blessing, share it with each other. It's not just about engaging with us because we don't always get to see all the comments. Engage with each other, build each other up. God bless you all. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.